From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Tuesday, May 31st. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. It's been almost 12 weeks since an earthquake and tsunami devastated northeastern Japan. Marco Werman goes to a city that's still suffering. It's absolutely surreal here in Ishinomaki. The destruction, the wreckage, and what pictures can't describe is the smell. Also, a mother loses her son as they flee a disputed region in Sudan. And she said, I had to bury him and just keep running with my other children. And later, reasons to celebrate the Titanic. Still to come. BBC News with Stuart McIntosh. Less than a week after his arrest in Serbia, the former Bosnian Serb military commander Ratko Mladic has arrived in the Netherlands, where he's been indicted for genocide by the International War Crimes Tribunal in The Hague. General Mladic will be taken to a UN detention unit in The Hague. Matthew Price is there. The tribunal insists that all of the detainees here are precisely that. They are not prisoners. They have not been proven guilty in a court of law. And he is going to be shown his cell this evening. It's about 15 metres squared. It has a single bed in there. There's a small storage facility, a toilet and a wash basin. And that is where he's going to live alongside other detainees, alongside other people accused of crimes committed during the wars in the former Yugoslavia. And he will have access to... Uh, Serbian newspapers, satellite television to a computer, but not the internet. The English and Scottish Football Associations have called on the sport's world governing body FIFA to postpone its presidential election amid a row over corruption allegations. FIFA's incumbent president, Sepp Blatter, is standing unopposed in the election due on Wednesday. Here's our sports editor, David Bond. By calling for a postponement of tomorrow's presidential election, both FAs are tapping into the public sense of outrage at the way Sepp Blatter has dismissed claims that FIFA is in crisis. Yet while their stance will grab the headlines, their last-minute move is likely to end up as little more than an empty gesture. Any attempt to block Sepp Blatter's coronation requires three-quarters of the 208 FIFA members, and the incumbent retains huge support, despite being criticised for failing to deal with the scandals engulfing the world governing body. The Syrian president Bashar al-Assad has issued a decree granting a general amnesty to political prisoners, including members of the Muslim Brotherhood. The move follows weeks of anti-government protests and strong countermeasures by the security forces that have left more than a 1,000 people dead. Jim Muir reports from Beirut. The announcement of a general amnesty was flashed repeatedly as an urgent item on Syrian state TV. It said President Assad had ordered forgiveness for all crimes committed before the 31st of May by people belonging to any political movement, including the Muslim Brotherhood. It's a banned organization which was behind an uprising in the town of Hama in 1982, which was ruthlessly repressed. It's also been expected that the authorities will launch an attempt at national dialogue in the next few days. A panel advising the World Health Organization on cancer says using a mobile phone may increase the risk of certain types of brain tumour. The scientists say a review of all the available scientific evidence suggests that cell phone use should be regarded as possibly carcinogenic. However, they say more research is needed into the effects of what is still a new technology. You're listening to the latest world news being brought to you by the BBC. 
A draft report commissioned by the United States government suggests far fewer people died in last year's earthquake in Haiti than the Haitian government reported. The report puts the number of dead between 46,000 and 85,000 people, but a US State Department spokeswoman said the draft was not being published yet because it contained what she called internal inconsistencies. The South African authorities have cleared the way for the world's biggest retailer, the American company Walmart, to enter the African market for the first time. South Africa's competition regulator approved Walmart's bid to take over the local chain Massmart, which has shops across Africa. The takeover has been opposed by several government ministries and by trades unions who said it could cut jobs, undermine local suppliers and increase imports. An investigative journalist in Pakistan...